listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Last week, I was talking all about bundles specific previews. So I was saying about how you could sell more bundles if you would simply make sure that you're doing, you're actually adding previews to your bundles. Definitely really important. I was getting really fired up and I thought that was a really great motivational episode. Like let's all make ourselves more previews. And it got me thinking, well, Wouldn't it be good to do another episode about bundles and talk about some of the other things that can help you sell your bundles more? So here we are with part two, how to sell more bundles. So last week obviously was about previews. So this week I want to be chatting about the other areas of your TPT listing that are obviously going to impact your bundle sales. And I just want to kind of chat a little bit about covers and thumbnails and descriptions and all those things. The tips are somewhat similar to what you might you know, apply to an individual resource, but there are some kind of bundle specific things here. So I definitely think you'll want to tune into this episode and apply some of the tips. So let's get started. First one, the first tip I have, if you want to sell more bundles is you need to make a great cover for your bundle. And I have an opinion on this that you might not love. Full disclosure, you might resent me for saying this, I am no longer a big fan of those really busy bundle covers. It became this kind of, I don't know if trend is the right word, but it basically became a thing on TPT. You know, for your bundle cover, you would line up lots of mini versions of your individual covers from the resources inside. So it's like this big math bundle. And so you've got these tiny little squares, all these little pictures of all the different little math products that are in it. There's the place value, the fractions, the whatever. And I guess the idea behind it makes sense. It's like to show that it's a bundle. It's to show all the different resources that are included. But when you are looking at covers from far away, you know, like how small they to show up when they're actually on a computer or on a phone, you can't actually see anything. Like you can't see those tiny little covers. It's like basically all you're looking at is a bunch of tiny little squares with tiny little writing that you need a magnifying glass to see. And I don't know, it just occurred to me, I just don't see the point of that. I just don't think that really converts to clicks. I don't think that really is enticing to buyers. Like I said, it has value in the sense that it tells you that there's lots of stuff in it. But the whole point of covers is to really entice you into seeing what the product looks like and what they're getting and I just don't know. I'm just not a big fan of those anymore. And so I've gradually kind of spent the last year or two moving away from that type of bundle cover. And I now just use product photography just like I would on a normal individual resource. And you might be thinking, wait, how do I like show that it's a bundle of so much stuff though? But it's got the word bundle in the title of the resource and presumably even on the cover. And I I just don't think you're going to lose clicks because of that. I don't think people are going to think that there's not enough in it and not click on it. I just don't think that's even occur to them. I just think a gorgeous product photo is way more enticing. And you can also do screenshots too, but 
just don't feel like you've got to cram everything onto that tiny little cover. Now, this is, you know, no hate. (laughs) I definitely don't want anyone listening to this to feel like I'm criticizing the way you make bundle covers. Like I said, I used to make them that way. I know a lot of people still do. If you like doing it that way, that is your thing. No judgment. You do you, you know, don't get upset with me. (laughs) I just happen to have moved away from it. And I, I really think that it's definitely helped my sales. Just don't feel like you've got to show everything. I just tend to do like a new photo that maybe shows a couple of the resources. Like I'll pull a few of the different worksheets or whatever, or I'll just show one of the resources in a photo of one of the resources on the cover. And I really have seen a big improvement in sales in the last year or so. So I just don't think any of these changes have been negative. I think it's been positive. I've been selling a lot of bundles. So basically, if you're open to the idea making your covers less busy, maybe more like product photography is a really good idea. So covers, that's that. Now thumbnails, similar thing. I've never ever been a fan of busy thumbnails. And I see a few people that do these really busy covers and these really busy wordy thumbnails. And sometimes they're like teaching other people how to make covers and thumbnails. And it's very concerning to me because I just, it goes against everything that's like logical in terms of marketing And it even goes against everything TPT tells us because TPT tells us to upload a JPEG. Like they like telling us to literally upload a photo of our resource. That is what they're asking. And at the end of the day, that's fine if you want to use a mock-up or a screenshot or or a real product photo. But either way, you should be showing what the product looks like because that is what covers and thumbnails are for. The description is for the words. So it's always baffled me when people make their thumbnails and stuff really, really wordy or in the case of bundles, really busy again, you know, trying to cram in lots of different little product covers or cram in lots of little screenshots or like in an attempt to show how much value there is that gets lost in the busyness and the chaos. And I think buyers probably just want to leave because their head probably hurts. (laughs) So we've got to be really careful with that. And I think you used to be so much better off, honestly, just going with three separate thumbnails that are just gorgeous product photos or mock-ups or maybe like two or three screenshots overlapping, but nothing too crazy. Less is more. Remembering that, like I talked about last episode, we are now going to be doing bundle previews. That's your opportunity, along with a description, to show everything that's included. Do not feel pressured to show all 600 pages on three tiny photos. It's not possible. It really isn't possible to do it justice. So don't try to force it and just accept that covers and thumbnails are a glimpse into the resource. And if the buyer is intrigued, they will want to learn more and then they'll progress down your funnel and they'll start looking at descriptions and previews and and wanting to learn more. So yeah, don't put that pressure on yourself because you're just going to make things way too busy. So those are my tips for covers and thumbnails. I think we should just keep things as simple as we can and and apply the same good marketing strategies that we would for an individual resource. And just like you would on eBay or Etsy or any other online platform, people want to see what they're getting. They want to literally see the visuals of what they're getting. So let's just do that. Let's try to use best marketing practices. And now the final thing I want to chat about, because I've talked about covers and thumbnails, and obviously in the last episode, I chatted about previews. The final thing is your description. And this is something that I noticed when I was doing a lot more coaching last year when I was kind of, I don't do as much coaching anymore one-on-one, but I had a phase where I was doing a lot of it. And I did so many audits of people's bundles and I saw the same thing over and over. People would treat their bundle description exactly like they would an individual resources description. And I would look between the two and I'd be like, there's not much difference here. They were usually the same length 
or worst case scenario, sometimes the bundle descriptions are even shorter. You know, I kind of got the vibe that people were thinking individual resource bundle, much for much. I'm just going to write my descriptions the same way, similar sort of length, similar sort of effort, you know, but really we need to be putting more effort into our bundles. And I hinted at this last week when I mentioned with the previews, I said, I said, it's ironic that we make previews for $1 resources and then we don't do it for expensive bundles. You know, expensive bundles are going to cause so much more buyer hesitancy. It's, it's a bigger purchase. It's a big purchase decision. So naturally people are hesitant. So we've got to work a lot harder on our bundle listings in order to persuade people to hand over more of their precious money to us. So we need to work harder, which means we should be doing more, which means in terms of your descriptions, your bundle descriptions should be longer more detailed, more juicy, more amazing, more persuasive. And just basically, you should really put in more effort, I guess is essentially what I would say. Like I said, I was doing some of these audits of people's listings. I would often find that the description was a bit kind of average and they didn't actually tell me everything that was included. They just kind of assumed that I would know. And I appreciate that on the listing, you can see that, you know, exactly above that TPT shows you what the individual products are that are included within the bundle. But your description should be an opportunity to really explain what products they're getting and exactly what's in those products and, you know, basically everything they need to know about what's included. Because like I hinted at last episode, we know our products inside out. Our buyers have no idea what they're getting. So we need to really clearly explain it to them. You need to write your description like you're talking to someone that knows nothing about your product because they know nothing about your product. I always think a good strategy is to write your description and pretend that the only thing is the description. Imagine that they couldn't see the covers, the thumbnail, and the preview, and all the individual products included, and you were just having to describe exactly what they're getting. The more descriptive, the better. I don't think there's such a thing as too much information when it comes to a really big purchase. If I was going to hand over $50 to someone on TPT, I would want to be really, really sure that I'm spending that $50 wisely and that I shouldn't go to the next seller with a $50 bundle that I should give it to you. I need to know exactly what I'm getting. So the more detail you can provide exactly how many pages there are, exactly what type of resources and what the content covered is and all the extra stuff, all the differentiation, all the wonderful features, go crazy describing it because trust me, your buyers want to know when they're paying more money, they want to know this kind of stuff. And then what is included is usually the big thing you want to be giving lots of detail on, exactly what they're getting. But the final thing within your descriptions is the persuasive copy, the sales copy, because again, like a $50 bundle, $20, $100, whatever it is, it's a lot of money. If we're going to try and get more money out of people, we need to persuade them to hand over that larger amount of money. So this is where you really pull out all the stops, hit those pain points, hit that nerve, you know, address the problem they have and talk about how this bundle is the magical solution that they've been looking for. They are so time poor. They're so sick of spending their Sunday evenings doing lesson planning. They don't want to do it anymore. Maybe they hate teaching that subject. Maybe their kids aren't engaged. Like whatever the problem is, you need to say, guess what? This is going to be the best thing you've ever purchased. It is going to make your life so much easier. You know, you're going to have a whole year's worth of content. You're not going to have to plan any more lessons or your kids are going to have so much fun during these centers, like whatever the problem solution is, you need to be putting that really clearly in there and persuading them to buy essentially. So those are the three things I think are really, really important. Your covers, thumbnails and description of your 
bundle needs to be less busy when it comes to the visuals and more detailed when it comes to the words. I think those are really good things to have. And so an action item for you this week is to have a little look at your bundles and see if there are any tweaks you can make. If you're a little bit short on time, maybe you could do some description tweaks because that's quite an easy thing. If you've got a bit more energy, you could sit there and update some actual covers and thumbnails and stuff. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. You don't have to give a magical full makeover to every bundle in your store. But a smart move would be obviously, like I always say, start with the bestsellers. Why don't you just pick your top three best-selling bundles and see if you can make a few tweaks and get that conversion a little bit higher, improve some of those thumbnails, improve that description, get those bundles to sell more. This is a good use of your time. You spend even just five or 10 minutes updating a description or maybe 10 minutes making a new cover or you know one or two new thumbnails. I mean, that could be a profitable 10 minutes if that new cover or thumbnails or that new description starts making that bundle sell more. I mean, especially for something like a $20, $50, $100 bundle. I mean, that's a pretty good return on investment. 10 minutes or 20 minutes work for the next minute you're getting a ka-ching for $50. Like, wowza, that's pretty good. So I give a lot of advice in this podcast. It can probably sometimes be overwhelming the amount of tips you probably get. And you probably feel like your to-do list is never ending. But there are some things that are more important than others. And I would say last week and this week, this bundle stuff is top of the to-do list kind of stuff. This is good ROI. This is spending a small fraction of your time and getting paid good money for it, like getting a good return for that time. You know, when I say something like, oh, email is important and email marketing is, but you spend half an hour drafting an email and once it's opened a few days later, like that email doesn't serve you anymore. But if you were to spend that half an hour, you know, on TPT, doing stuff with your bundles, you could be reaping the rewards of that for years to come. And just in the coming months, you could be making a lot more ka-ching. So a really, really good use of your time. I'm not going to lie, this episode and last episode, I've been, I think even the episode before, I've been getting fired up lately about some of these topics. I get really passionate about some of this stuff. I won't lie to you. I definitely recommend, if you aren't already, following along on Instagram at Terrific Selling Tactics. And if you already do follow me, but you don't see a lot of my stuff, you can do that thing where you can turn on notifications or put a little star, there's a little star next to people's accounts where you can like get kind of always make sure you see their stuff. So if you don't want to miss my stuff, that would be a thing to do. But on Instagram, I'm also very similar. I get on stories when something just occurs to me like this, and then I just go on about something I'm really passionate about. And I give lots of tips. I'm like, guys, you need to be doing this. This is so good. And I've over the years, I've given a lot of really good advice right there on my Instagram stories and all within an Instagram post here and there. So yeah, if you if you enjoy this kind of stuff, this kind of quick and easy manageable tips, tasks that will give you a really good return on investment, like that kind of stuff. If you've enjoyed this episode and you enjoy that kind of content, I think you'll really like the stuff I share on Instagram as well. Okay, I hope that you have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.